1: 6.06 of the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. It is cold outside. It's a Thursday. As always, I swear I can see the weekend from here. It is cold outside. Some of you are in the negative numbers right now. One, of them, one area I saw, as I was looking at the cold map, was like negative 11. And other areas, one was like positive 11. Depends on where you are. Where I'm at, it's just 6 degrees. It was 3. That's positive, not negative. Just depends on where that cold air decided to settle down. A uh, lot of talking with Don Day from Day Weather, not just about what's coming up on this weekend, which has some improved temperatures but more wind, but what's happening next week. So keep listening to that. Meantime.
2: Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco.
1: We know a lot of Daves, they call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. Sometimes I like to thank the radio gods. In, in that case, when something like this that I'm about to explain to you falls into my lap, I open up a closet that I have where I've set up a, a little, well, you know, candles and pictures and stuff like that. And I'll light some incense and candles and thank the god Marconi for providing the show prep. And other people like that that were inspirational in the beginning of radio and what's become talk radio. Because they bestowed on me a gift like this from yesterday. So when asked about (coughs) Biden's ability as a communicator, the White House press secretary, which will say anything that she can possibly think of, and I guess we're supposed to believe this. Does it bother these people that they say something this ridiculous and they're not believed? They just keep repeating it as if they say it enough, we eventually will believe them. So anyway, here's what she said and an example of why it's not true.
3: The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done,
4: if you, it if you holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able
3: to...
1: Anyway. Yeah, I just thought that would make your day. So let's play the first part again here. The
3: president is the best communicator that we have in the White House.
1: Uh, I can actually believe that. That he, the president, is the best communicator that they have in the White House. Well, and think about how bad he is, how much he sucks at communication, and then take a look at the White House press secretary. She's worse than him, and so is everybody else. That's why we get the
4: best way to get something done if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to.
1: Yeah, let's see. What else do I have here? Lies, MAGA, COVID, plagiarism. I've got a whole file that goes back decades. I've been collecting stuff for decades on him because he's low-hanging fruit. Let's see. Racist comments Biden has made. Uh, uh hit song, Soroso. Oh, this just goes on. Oh, Biden quotes. Oh, okay, here we go.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States. Let me start off with two words. Made in America.
1: Made in America.
0: Three words, but okay
1: oh the the fourth word there was this. America is
4: a nation that can be defined in a single word here we go I was to put him Uh
1: huh yeah I had to look him. that up in the dictionary I'm not quite sure what that meant let me say then there was this morning quote the only way to spare more
4: pain and more loss the only way these millstones no longer mark our national mourning these milestones i should say no no longer mo, mo- mark our national
1: morning you guys just don't understand what he's trying to say is when you have a tree that's leaning over the fence then it's only going to be like a parked car anyway so just make sure that you know when the door is closed that the windows are always on fire okay so let's see biden at a rally in 2022 thank you That says no more drilling comments. Biden losing track of the teleprompter. We've
4: always found ways to come together. We can find that unity again. Then the message said, end
1: of message. Yeah, he's not supposed to read the end of the message for the. Oh, God. Okay, so let's see. Then there was when Biden, you know, the thing.
4: We hold these truths to be self evident. All men and women created by the you know the you know the thing. I do I know the thing. You know the thing I do I know the thing. You know the thing. I said what's the thing? The thing that I know You know the thing. I do I know the thing. You know the thing. I do I know the thing. You know the thing. I said what's the thing? The thing that I know You know the thing. I do I know the thing. You know the thing. I do I know the thing. You know the thing. I said I don't
1: are supposed to believe that the president of the United States is a brilliant speaker. Remember, they did the same thing with Obama, too. And we found out uh, at the moment he was off of his teleprompter that Obama really can't speak. He's fine when the teleprompter's working, as it should. But outside of the teleprompter... Biden, um, Obama, or and Biden, too. They just simply don't know how to talk to an audience, or at all, for that matter. These are not intelligent men. Well, let's go back to where we started with this. The
3: president is the best communicator that we have in the White House.
1: Ah, uh, is he? Now again, in that particular in, in this White House that we have now and
3: their staff, he just might be, which is really sad. The president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done uh-huh. if you if it holds
4: near and dear to right. you that you uh, um you like take to notes be able here.
1: a Anyway. Anyway. So the president now eighty years old, goes into uh see the doctor today because all presidents have to get their annual physicals. And so they'll take... I wonder, as they're taking a look at him physically, for an 80-year-old guy, he actually moves around rather well. But then cognitively, how is he doing? Yeah, that's what worries me. I'd like to see that test. But then again, if we gave a test to Camilla Harris to see how she was doing cognitively, That wouldn't work either. Now that we have a different Speaker of the House, it might actually be safe to get rid of those two and bring in our current Speaker of the House, who is not Nancy Pelosi. Somebody else. That, I think, would work out a whole lot better. It's not going to happen, but it's what I would rather we did. 615, wake up, Wyoming.
0: Next time on Wyoming. Cup, up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS.
1: 618 is the time to wake up Wyoming. Yeah, cold out there. People are already sending me temperatures from around where they are. Grandpa Rich, cold where he is in Thermopolis. White Eagle, Arapahoe. White here, is, he's rough here in Arapo, he says this winter. Yeah, he's in, like, negative 20-something. It depends on where you are, because some of you are, like, positive 11 degrees Fahrenheit. Where I'm at, it's plus 7 right now, but earlier this morning, it was plus 3. So, depending on where you are, whether you're in negative or positive numbers, just depends on where that cold settled. All right, something else if that's just going to make your morning, because sometimes... I like to start your day with just something that you can go ahead and keep a smirk on your face throughout the day. Headline for you, man run over and killed while trying to steal a catalytic converter. Well, there you go. You're, you're welcome. Appreciate that.
0: Admit it. You were hoping somebody would say that.
1: Yeah, and, and that's exactly what I just said. A man was killed when he was run over by the driver of a car from which he was trying to steal a catal- uh, catalytic converter. Southern California. Just before 6 p.m., Palmdale, Los Angeles Sheriff's Department deputies found a man lying on the ground near a 4x4 four four Ford excursion and another smaller vehicle next to it, the department said in news release. Investigators say that the driver of the Ford had been asleep in a vehicle, when she woke to the sound of a man sawing at the vehicle's catalytic converter, she immediately put her car in reverse, started up, put it in reverse. She felt a bump, like she ran over something. The man was taken by ambulance and was declared dead. Three people, a man, and two women who complained the deceased man is uh, in the smaller vehicle was really with the arrested? Okay, goes on to more details, but you get the idea. but uh, it's about time we heard something like that well I'm supposed to be sympathetic or something no I'm not going to be sympathetic I know you can get a lot of money for what's in a catalytic converter but that's just enough of that you went under someone's vehicle you tried to steal the catalytic converter it cost you your life now will this teach other people who are stealing catalytic converters to not steal them no they're still going to try because that's the kind of people they are yeah Nothing's really going to ever teach him a lesson. Now, another one. I mentioned this yesterday near the end of the show when this story first popped up, but I had to talk about it first thing in the morning here because a lot of you are waking up and you're thinking, cup of coffee, breakfast, right? Yesterday, the Wall Street Journal put out a tweet for a news story suggesting to save money because of inflation, you should skip breakfast, Now, mainly they were focused on eggs, but you don't have to have eggs for breakfast here. Here's the story. Wall Street Journal, to save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. Several breakfast staples saw a sharp price increase due to the perfect storm of bad weather, disease outbreaks, Russian invasion of Ukraine. They blame that. But the Wall Street Journal doesn't also go after Biden, his administration, the Democrats, and also all of the money. The president, during his State of the Lie address, tried making a case again, I have decreased the deficit. But no, you haven't. All of this spending has borrowing and spending increases inflation and dumps all of that deficit on future generation. And then it goes on to say in the Wall Street Journal, egg prices have increased by this much. Deadliest inflation, the avian flu epidemic, which is all, that's true as well. But, um, oh, frozen non-carbonated juice drinks, carbonated juice drinks, a category that includes uh, orange juice. Also rose. So even when, if you try to go get things like, oh, um, and it talks about hurricanes hitting Florida, stuff like that. Well, there are a lot of things that have caused inflation. They're not wrong about what they've named. But as usual, news organizations, it's not just what they name, it's what they leave out from this article here, what they left out that they just don't want to talk about. Cereal prices are up 15% as well. Hmm. To add to the toxic brew, the story says, coffee prices were mixed. Roast coffee prices were down just a bit. Oh, good coffee's down. But instant coffee rose. Hmm. Which uh, is a burn-to-your-tongue piece of inflation. Anyway, the story says, but how many people really drink instant coffee? I've tried it when I was desperate, but no. The Biden administration, especially the freeze-dried kind of, yeah. Have you tried this stuff in a tea bag? They they take coffee. They put it in a tea bag. You heat the water up, and you use the tea bag to get. Yeah, that's horrible. Biden administration keeps trying to convince Americans. The story says that everything is hunky-dory on the economy. But as much as we watch our life savings dwindle, with the value of our paychecks less and less, it's difficult to sell that. The unemployment rate is historically low, but only because a small percentage of the workforce. Is actually being counted. When you count the entire workforce, you find out the unemployment rate is not low at all. Many people have just quit, assuming the government will forever be their sugar daddy, says this author. Biden backers surely curse their run of bad luck, and you have to admit the President of the United States has no control over some of the things mentioned in the Wall Street Journal, but what about the stuff he does have control over? It turns out Milton Friedman was right, Mr. President, one of the greatest economists to ever live, Milton Friedman. Some people are skipping meals to deal with the high prices that are out there, and nearly everybody has downgraded their food choices and their grocery budget. This author says, I know I have. I've downgraded all my meat choices to deal with the huge increases of beef and so on. And still my overall grocery bills are through the roof. He writes, I suspect that most of Biden's advisors genuinely believe Americans' sour mood on the economy is driven by Fox News. But that just shows how out to, to of touch they are in the Biden administration. They live in an alternate reality where coffee costs $6 a cup. And they're taking enough from the taxpayers to be able to pay for that. Prices don't matter to them. And their futures with the White House include multi-million dollar book salaries. So they'll be fine. Even Karen Jean Perry will get a nice gig when she's done being, which I don't understand why, but when she's done being speaker for the president every day with White House press briefings, they'll give her a nice gig somewhere. Inflation isn't going away, and it has I was about to use the wrong word there. It has eased, is what I was going to say, but it hasn't eased. Things are still inflating, but not at the rate that they were inflating before, but they're still inflating. Now, last month, New York Times published a story about the growing U.S. debt. This has everything to do with inflation. The story relied on what were, at the time, the most recent estimates from the Congressional Budget Office. America's debt is now six times... What it was at the start of the 21st century. It is the largest it's ever been compared to the size of the U.S. economy since World War II. Yeah, And the president has the nerve, although he might just actually believe this, to get up in front of the American people and actually say, I brought the deficit down. No, you didn't. You're spending more than ever. You didn't bring anything down. And this adds to inflation. Story says the United States is on track to add nearly nineteen trillion to its national debt over the next decade, three trillion more than previously forecast. As a result of rising costs of interest payments, veterans' health care, retiree benefits, military, Congressional Budget Office said on Wednesday. The new forecast released Wednesday afternoon project about $1.4 trillion gap this year, that's just this year, between what the government spends ...and what it takes in from tax revenue. Over the next decade, the deficit will average about $2 trillion annually. These are the people who love using the word sustainability. This is not sustainable. As tax receipts fail to keep pace with the rising cost of Social Security... Medicare benefits for retiring baby boomers. To put those numbers into context, the total amount of debt held by the public will equal the total amount of output by the U.S. economy by next year, rising to 118% of the total economy by 2023. I I bet it's more than that if they keep doing what they're doing. And all of this gets dumped on future generations. And yet I was watching yesterday... As members of Congress, in this case especially the Democrats, well they want to cut all these vital programs. We can't afford to be doing what we're doing. One of the reasons that things cost so much is not just our debt or our deficit, that's a huge part of it, but in general how much government takes from us increase the costs of everything. The the more government wants to tax, especially when they say that they want to tax the rich and big business, well, that cost gets passed on to you, and there's more inflation for you. Coming up on some local news that we have to talk about right after local news update on your weather forecast, then you and I get back into it. Joe and Cheyenne seems like the president's address when the state of confusion address was not the state of the union. That's true. Morning, Rhiann. Current administration is not intelligent, but lucky for you, that's your show prep. Yeah, no, I, I really have to uh, appreciate all of the idiots and liars and corruption in Washington, D.C., and even here on a local level, because, you know, it uh, keeps me employed. So, thanks, guys. Let's wake up my own.
0: This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS.
1: 6.36 at times, Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Thursday. It is cold out there. I know. You're going to hear an extended forecast from Don Day just a couple of minutes from now. We'll get into all of that. But, yeah, the temperatures this morning, man, in some areas, If you're looking at your thermometer going, well, it's 12 degrees here. Yeah, somebody's at minus 12 or worse, depending on where they are. So we'll get into that in just a minute. Speaking of all the global warming, Greta Thunberg (laughs) launched a new climate Bible. You see, once again, cult of climate change. Poor exploited Greta Thunberg, who is now more of an exploiter as she's become an adult, has given the world a Valentine's Day present, the story says, in the form of her new published The Climate Book, which is, of course, against organic fuels like coal, gas, and oil. And she's also against capitalism, things like that. Published by Penguin Press, the 464-page book urges readers to listen to the science, which, of course, it's not, but we'll get into all that another time. Before it's too late, in a book that's packaged, but in in a way that's very predictable, on who crusade to save humanity from itself. I quote, the climate ecological crisis is the greatest threat to humanity that humanity's ever faced. Thunberg told readers, uh, the issue will define and shape our future like no other. Okay, so Thunberg... Chide her readers for having wasted so many decades ignoring and downplaying the emergency. By the way, this book better be a bestseller and people need to do something about it immediately. Because remember, when they recently kicked the can down the road again on the date that this is all supposed to happen, how long ago, I'll have to look this up for you, how long ago did they say we have 12 years to go? And they were supposed to be quoting the United Nations, which is not what the United Nations said, by the way. But that's what they want you to believe. And I, what, what do we have, six years left? Al Gore, well, like 15, 16 years ago, said we had 10 years to go before the tipping point. Quote, we live in an age of the great greenwashing machine, Thunberg preaches. Such a great number of major fossil fuel producing high emitting nations calling themselves climate leaders. What got her, what really made her mad was after all that she did, being taken around the world speaking to everybody in her how dare you speech. When it was all done, politicians came out of the woodwork all over the world and came and talked to her and made sure to sit with her in front of the cameras, get their picture taken and so on. Yet, despite all of that, they didn't actually do anything. And that's what really got her. Nobody, In fact, some of the biggest, as you know, some of the biggest climate hypocrites out there are people in government. Here's from a, a London publication. Media darling Greta Thunberg has agreed that she's just saying blah, blah, blah on climate change in a BBC interview That's the role of an activist, she says. She actually said that. She understands. She's just kind of going blah, 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 because no one's really doing anything. But I like the way that they describe this as basically it's supposed to be, her book is supposed to be like a climate Bible of source, which I can agree with because I call this a uh, cult of climate change. When I first started saying that, I wonder, did anybody else think it too? And I found out that a lot of other people think of this as a cult of climate change. When you take a look at the way it's structured, the way it runs itself, who the high priests are, the fact that in order to save humanity, you have to do what you have to do in any other cult. You have to listen to what the leaders tell you to do, do everything they tell you. You have no free will. And you have to give them all of your property and your money and control over you. Nothing is yours. If you started as a business and it became successful, it's not yours anymore. It's owned and run by the cults. Cults all over the world operate under the same MO as a cult of climate change. That's a climate kid, Greta Slam for wearing far left extremist shirt. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna get into all of that. But anyway, okay, her book is out. I wanna take a look at what the cover of the book is. And I I'll do that again during the uh break, a news and information break we have coming up. Because some years ago, Al Gore, after his inconvenient truth thing came out, Al Gore came out with another book that was supposed to be a follow up, right? And the cover of the book, I remember going to the bookstore, looking at the hardback, taking the cover off of the hardback, the paper cover off the hardback. And I spread it out and looked at it and thought, holy cow, why would I read this book? They had hurricanes on the equator, which is impossible. They had hurricanes spinning the wrong way on the cover of the book. They had Florida underwater, but Cuba was not. Well, Cuba, I'm sorry, I did that backwards. Cuba was underwater, Florida was not. Cuba has mountains, but Cuba was underwater. Florida, okay. There were all sorts of other problems. In other words, the whole front page, which was supposed to show a climate catastrophe on the front cover of Al Gore's book, and yet so many details are just wrong, scientifically wrong. I looked at it and thought, why would I open up this book and read it? The, the, The cover of the book gets everything wrong. So imagine what's between the pages. And you know what
0: they say, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. In this case, you should. This weather update is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-Woods. 6.49
1: 6.49 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox, Frank Gambino. Speaking of ice box, Frank, it's cold out there. Yeah, Let's I go figured now. that really one. Oh. You know what? But at least the wind's not blowing right. Yeah, no, that's true. That, that happens this weekend. But it's it, some areas are like negative numbers right now, and we're at least in the positive numbers. So that's something anyway. Okay, it's cold. Okay, so somebody wrote up and sent to me a Wyoming road condition flow chart. So, yeah. you know if the roads are in good condition or not. Ready? Okay. Okay. Did it snow? Yes. Roads are bad. Okay. If the answer is no, you're a li- and, and did the wind blow, you're a liar if you said no. Right. Now, if it uh, snowed and the wind blew, then the roads are bad. If it's not snowing and the wind's blowing, the roads are bad. Right. Okay. Just keep that in mind there. So, I... Uh, and you know that in You're not telling me anything new here. No, I'm not. I it's just a flow chart for people who are new to the state. What? Basically this, what yeah. two, all two of them? Yes, right. Basically, yeah. And if you're let's say you're in July or August, remember it can snow year round in Wyoming. In some places, yes. Yes, so you just keep that in mind that uh well, at any time, you just get ready for the fact that suddenly it could be snowing. And guess what? Uh, the wind can blow almost every day. Every day. That's why I like part of the flow start, uh, chart that says, Did the wind blow? No, you're a liar. That's right. Because it did it too. It's blowing somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. It's, so, yesterday, the wind, most of the state was actually calm, yeah, it except, wasn't for, bad. except for one area. Which was? In the central southern part of Wyoming, right over I-80. It was like gale force winds. Mm -hmm. Other than that, (laughs) I talked to Don Day about it. We had a nice laugh. I mean, of Uh, course, you put a highway there, right? Of course, of
5: course. Women's college basketball: The Wyoming Cowgirls will be on the road tonight at New Mexico in Albuquerque. The Cowgirls are 17 and 8 overall, 10 and 4 in Mountain West Conference play, while the Lobos are 7 and 6 in the league play, 15 and 11 overall. Cowgirl player Malina Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week for the fourth time this season. 7 p.m. tip-off tonight from the Pit in Albuquerque. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women, rated 16th in the country, crushed Central Wyoming last night at the Erickson Gym, 100 to 25. Yes, 100 to 20. 25, just a awful performance from CWC who shot 16% from the field in the game. I Igo, the Douglas native, had 18 points for Casper College who improved the 24-3. and 3. The T-Bird men beat Central Wyoming last night 85-70 to get to 21-5. and They were led in scoring by Jamison Epps with 21 points and 13 rebounds. The LCCC men up their record to 14-10 with an 80-76 win over Western Wyoming and Rock Springs. Tristan Sparks led the Golden Eagles with 25. The LCCC women posted a 59-54 win over Western Wyoming last night. Monique Marcite Tag Votang with fourteen points. L Triple C will be at Casper College on Saturday. Boys High School Swimming, the 3A state championships will begin today in Gillette with the preliminary round. Lander once again will be the favorite. They are looking for their 27th consecutive state championship. Yes, the Tigers have won 26 in a row. That's the second longest state championship streak in the country. The 3A finals will be tomorrow, then the 4A prelims will be right after that tomorrow. Laramie has won the last five state championships, and the 4A finals will be on Saturday morning at the Campbell County Aquatic Center. High school indoor track, the big Simplock games in Pocatello is back. This is the first time they've held the meet since 2020. It'll start today with over 2,000 athletes from 19 states competing, including 25 schools from Wyoming, including both of the Casper Schools, Cheyenne East and Cheyenne Central and Laramie. That will start today at Idaho State University and run through Saturday. The high school wrestling regional tournaments will begin tomorrow statewide. The 4A West will be in Jackson, the 3A East at Cheyenne South, the 3A the, the, the 4A East at Cheyenne South, the 3A East in Douglas, the 3A West in Devinson, the 2A East will be at Southeast and Yoder, and the 2A West in Cokeville. State wrestling tournament will start on Thursday at the Ford Center
1: in Casper. It's going to be busy. Guess so. So he said. All right. This all starts when? This is swimming starts today. Today. Wrestling is next week. Next week. The small
5: school state basketball tournament is the following week. The big school high school basketball tournament is the following week after that.
1: Where, okay, you have all of this schedule here. Where does somebody get a hold of all of these schedules? Wyoming
5: for Wildpreps.com.com. Wild
1: okay. And then as usual And we'll have all the scores and yep. everything and the results
5: yeah. and download post and pictures and Oh download the, the free app. app. Yep, yeah, yep, 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 yep,
1: yep, 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 yep. And get a little of this. Um I'm I'm just zooming into some areas around Wyoming. There's a negative eleven. There's another negative 11. That's around the Rock Springs area. And yet, if you head over to Gillette, it's like plus 16. Nice. See, it just... And that's where I'm going. When you live in a nice, low-lying area, that's what happens. Cold air goes down to that. This is one of those cases where higher altitude is warmer. What's the difference between 11 below and 12 below? Um... Okay, but the difference between your nose hurting and falling off? Of <laughs> no, not really. Oh, okay. <laughs> we
5: we need that. bigger
1: parameters yes. than that. Wake up, Wyoming. Hi, this is... 6th of time it's wake up Wyoming baby a cold outside also it's a Thursday and I can see the weekend from here so okay where you are depends on how cold it is as we've explained before and Don Day will be on at 745 to get into detail about this cold likes to sink to the lowest places so there are some places this morning that are like negative 20 some degrees in fact let me see Uncle Sam in Thermopolis and Grandpa Richbull sent me minus 27 this morning, briefly, but it was there. Some other places as well have sent temperatures like that. Some are negative 11. Other places like Gillette, it's plus 16. It's because the cold air goes to where it's the lowest and settles there. All right, so what's our exit strategy? You heard your forecast on your local radio station. Just moments ago, 745 Day joins me, and we talk about all of this. And then next week, the weather gets just really disturbed, very different next week from everything it'd been used to. Okay, I'm going to play this again. I'll probably play this every single hour this morning, maybe more than once. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the White House spokeswoman, when asked about the president's ability— as a public speaker,
3: the president is the best communicator that we have in the White House. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds
4: near and dear to you, that you uh, um, like to be able to anyway.
1: Yeah, I do think he is the best communicator at the White House. He is. Yes, that's really not saying much, but okay, there we go. All right, now here is just a few things I want to get out of the way. My read an assignment list, which I give to myself every day, is so jam-packed full, I just have to go hopscotching through real quick. First off, let's go to the state of Wyoming here, where, according to Cowboy State Daily, Tesla has a proposal to open charging stations all over Wyoming. How will that affect the $24 million electric vehicle plan? Before I get into this, as I've said many times before, if a private company using private money wants to set up charging stations around Wyoming, go ahead. If anybody, a hotel, gas station, there's even some Tesla charging stations out in front of the mall in Casper, Wyoming. If that's what the mall wants to do, do it. I bet their idea, since it takes a while to charge an electric vehicle, is that electric vehicle owners can pull up and plug in and then go in and shop. Is probably what they're hoping for there. But okay. Story here says the White House announces final rules. See, that's where bureaucrats are making laws. For its funding, subsidizing, to build electric charging stations across the United States. Pause. I still have a problem with that. Big time. Because. You gas station owners out there. Did you get subsidies to build gas stations? Didn't think so. I was just pausing here for a moment to uh, hear if there was any answer out that Didn't think so. None of you did. Okay, so along with the announcement was news that Tesla will open about 7,500 supercharge for EV drivers of we'll all makes and models next year. They plan to double that number. I wonder if that's also if is Tesla spending its own money? Elon Musk spending its own money, or is that? Subsidies, too. I don't know. Tesla's announcement comes as the federal government is releasing its final rules, bureaucrats making law for the funding programs. Since the federal money allows for modifications of existing stations, is possible Tesla plans to tap into that money? There's my answer right there. So even what Tesla's doing is taking government money. All right. Now, again, I would have no problem with this if it's private companies or individuals looking at charging stations and thinking, hey, I can make money off of this. Wyoming Department of Transportation submitted a new planned National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program last year. They were approved for $24 million over five years. The money pays for 80% of the cost of building 17 charging stations along Interstate 25, 80, and 90, with private businesses owning the rest. Now, here's my theory as to what happens. So if a business owner takes the deal, Okay, so the government's going to subsidize the building of the charging station. Fine. Well, not fine, but okay, there it is. So now it is owned by the local business. Now, if the thing is either breaking even or losing money, that when it breaks down and everything breaks down, so eventually the charging station will start to have problems. If the charging station is either losing money or breaking even, then the business owner has no incentive to repair that charging station. Now, if the charging station is actually making money, then they'll want to keep it going. So as it starts having problems, they'll get out there and fix it because, hey, it's making us money. So what I see happening here is we end up with a bunch of dead charging stations all over the place because it doesn't profit anybody to fix it. Story says to qualify, states had to submit plans showing they would bring charging stations every 50 miles, and that's been the problem for Wyoming. Trying to make federal requirements fit Wyoming's rural landscape with its long stretches, difficult, not impossible. State requested exemptions, most of which were denied. That's what happens when you take money from the federal government like that. Here, this is why Wyoming, the most conservative state, and we're taking subsidies like this? Just tell them no. I've had a chance, even on the air here, I've had a chance to talk with some state legislators and say, would you just tell them, why is YDOT doing this? And YDOT goes around having meetings on this with business owners. And they even say things like sustainable, which it's not, zero emissions, which it's not. And we're taking all of this federal money, which the federal government doesn't have, when you look how massive the debt is. Okay, so... Before this money could go out, private business partners, however, the state had to wait for the rules, rules or laws written by bureaucrats, to be released. Stations had to also be open to the public, regardless of what kind of electric vehicle anyone was driving, called public-facing met the eligibility of Tesla stations. Well, that made it the eligibility request of Tesla stations questionable. And the state proceeded with a plan that didn't factor Tesla stations in, its 50-mile requirement. The news that Tesla, along with other electric manufacturers, would start making stations um, compatible with each other may change things in the plan. Spokeswoman for YDoc told Cowboy State Daily, the department, wouldn't know how these developments would impact the current government plan until officials had time to review the federal rules. Rules are laws written by unelected people called bureaucrats, which was not the way our Constitution was designed. Besides being available for all makes and models, these charging stations had to be within a mile of an exit, at least 50 miles from other charging stations if tesla market meets those requirements then maybe they can go ahead and meet the federal laws written by bureaucrats Um, bloomberg jason bloomberg excuse me a cheyenne physician and tesla driver said it's not entirely accurate tesla charging stations are only for teslas okay they do make them universal so okay uh then they talk about in the story the different levels of charging stations And this is where I'm going to play this again. I played this several times, but you've got to be careful about what the level of charging station is and how much it costs to do that. So let's say, for example, you're going to get an electric vehicle and you're going to have it at your home. Do you rent or do you own? Because if you rent, you're going to have to go talk to your landlord. You don't just plug this sucker into the wall. You have to call an electrician to set this up because what's charging your vehicle is different than just a regular plug all right so you're going to have to call an electrician so if you rent you're going to have to and if you don't have a garage are you going to run that cord outside and when we have temperatures like this morning there are people this morning waking up in some serious negative numbers if you're parking your vehicle outside that's really going to hurt it then to hook up a charging station at your house depends on what kind you want The kind that really takes a long time to charge is very affordable. Well, kind of affordable, sort of. Then there's the mid-range charging that's much more expensive. It's outrageously expensive to get the charging units for your home that charge fast. And the same thing goes when you pull up to a charging unit to charge your electric vehicle. Did you want to slow charge, medium charge it as far as how much time it takes, or did you want to fast charge it? Because the faster you want to charge it, the more it's going to cost you. Remember this guy.
6: Just increased our range to 98 miles after waiting around for 45 minutes. But the real question, how much did it cost? I am actually in shock right now. We just sat here for 41 minutes. It cost me $19.80 and we added an additional 64 miles for $20. It is more expensive to charge an EV. Plus, we had to sit here for 41 minutes. It's a scam. The whole thing is a
1: scam. Yeah, these are the problems that we're going to face, and I do think if we don't watch it, here's what we're going to have sometime down the road if we keep doing things the way we're going to do it. Not only do you have a bunch of dead wind and mills and uh, and solar farms out there, but well, they're not going to be in repair if they're not profitable, right? But then we have a bunch of dead electric charging stations all over the place. It's not profitable to keep them in repair, so why do it? And so they fall apart. That's what we wind up with. 717, wake up, Wyoming.
0: The 72 start your morning. Coffee, sarcasm, weirdness. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio.
1: 22 times, wake up, Wyoming. Sometimes, you ever hear a study sometimes and you think, you had to do a study on that? Isn't it just common sense? Well, let me give you an example of that. And again, I go back to a Cowboy State Daily story. But now this, to me, I, it's, it's important they reported on this. But to me, you had to do a study. Well, Cowboy State did. Somebody else did. So the Energy Research uh, Center, a free market, Institute for Energy Research is what they're called. And they came up with this idea of studying oil and gas shifting production to other nations to find out what's better for the environment. Well, duh. If you're going... Now, I know uh, those people who hate coal, gas, and oil just want it left in the ground. And carbon sequestration is not going to change their mind about it, which is why we should just end that whole idea. Don't even bother. They don't care. So let's take a look at a new report from the Institute for Energy Research a free market energy, environmental policy, non-profit center concludes that restricting domestic oil here in America and pushing it overseas lowers environmental quality and human rights standards. Well, here in America is what I love showing people here in Wyoming. You can go to a coal mine that's a big open pit mine. And when people first see it, if they're very environmentally conscious, they'll go, oh. Oh, my God, that looks horrible. Big hole in the ground, right? When they get done, though, or as they move across the coal seam, they fill it back in. And by the time they get done with the reclamation, you can't tell they were ever there. And I I have done this. I've taken people up in Campbell County, for example, down the back highway and stopped the car and said, okay, one side was mine for coal. The other wasn't. Can you tell which? And they can't. Same thing goes for natural gas and oil production when they're done extracting the energy and they even while extracting energy and they clean the area up. You can't tell they were ever there when they're done. And then you take a look at conditions for workers. I know people who work in the industry, you guys will complain about bad working conditions, but trust me when I tell you that's first world problems. Yeah, try going to the Middle East or Africa or Asia and doing the same job under their conditions, under their laws. That's why people who like the idea of wind and solar and electric cars are shocked and don't believe it when they're told, what about the child slave labor that's happening, for example, in Africa? So here's a quote. The key message of this paper is that oil and gas production isn't the same everywhere. The implications for both the environment and human freedom vary depending on where they're produced. That's according to their study. Now, again, didn't need to do a study that's pretty obvious, but I guess doing a study proves it to some people who don't want to hear it. The report discusses what is called disturbing movements primarily in developing countries that view economic growth as the enemy of environmental quality. Well, in fact, proper economic growth, not only do people live longer, but let's take a look at here in America. We're always told, oh, we consume so much energy in America, and yet we're about the cleanest nation that there is because of the way we do it. Policies follow this ideology, the story says, to block production of oil and gas through lease cancellation, using the permitting process to slow or stop production and keep the industry tied up in litigation. Yet the same people who want to stop it here in America, well, we're going to keep doing this. Even the president putting the squeeze on energy production in America, then he turns to Venezuela, for example, or Saudi Arabia for energy. Well, go take a look at how they extract energy and the environmental disaster that that is compared to how we do it. So last year, this group published a paper listing 125 actions the Biden administration has taken to limit oil and gas production in the United States. Limiting, and then the president lies and says he is not. The story says limiting domestic oil and gas production, the authors of this latest study argue undermines economic development and increased prosperity, and with increased environmental protections here in the United States is where you want to drill. The analysis follows an economic theory called environmental kunst curve, which shows that as uh, societies get richer, they place a higher value on a clean environment, which is true. The richer a society gets, the more they care that, well, they care about where they live. So that's why, again, take a look at Wyoming here. We have clean land, clean air, clean water, and we have that even though most of what we do is energy production. Because we live here, so we don't want to live in a cesspool Restrictions on domestic production, the story said, and the study finds. Shifting productions to country with low environmental standards, what do you think that's going to do if you're really worried about the world's environment? Paul Early, vice president of government and regulations affairs, Jonah Energy, told Cowboy State Daily that American companies like Jonah ultimately benefit from construction operations and environmental stewardship company operates the Jonah Field, major gas production sublet County, Wyoming. Customers want clean energy, he said. Clean energy regulations is what we have. So there you go. Again, we didn't need to do a study on that. We didn't need to. You and I know that. But some people, I guess, need a study so they can hear it. And Okay. Coming up on 730, local news coming your way right after local news update on your weather forecast. Morning, Bunny. Bunny is listening to Cheyenne. Morning, Glenn. What time is the Judy Vence segment? <laughs> she becoming a segment on the program now? All right. Rolling into... I don't know when she calls when she feels like calling. I have no idea. She's not She's not a salaried employee, in other words, right? So I ain't cup my own.
0: Letting you vent. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS.
1: 736 at time. Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. All right. Once again, this happens every so often. I come across some story that makes me just hit the brakes on everything and go, really? Oh, God. And so what I was going to talk to you about, it gets shoved aside for this, and I'm sorry about handing you this story because this is going to irritate you, but okay, let's do it. A high school asked employees to avoid inviting white peers to a vent because of, you know, mistrust and so on. And the event is supposed to be about diversity. Now, can you guess the state? Just take a moment, to think about it. Okay, I hear people yelling, California. Across the state of Wyoming, yep. California school school district held an event for employees that again was supposed to be about diversity, but they only wanted employees of color, yeah, because white's not a color, right? And warned educator they should not invite their white peers because of feelings of unease and mistrust. See, this is sowing. We worked so hard. I remember as a kid growing up and learning about Dr. Martin Luther King and realized that as a nation, we were working really hard to get over racism. And as Dr. King so wisely said, he said so many wonderfully wise things, to judge a person by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. We worked so hard to become a nation where it didn't matter what someone's race was. It mattered that they were a person of good character. That was it. This sets us way back. This is what racism is, and it sets us way back. This high school in the California Bay Area hosted an event for all employees, but didn't invite the white people. And it was supposed to be to support equality and inclusion. Do they not see Yeah. Do do they not get this is this is an event of equality and inclusion, but don't invite the white people and they don't see how that's racism and not equality and not inclusion. Quote, be reminded that we have avoided inviting people that are not of color because, you know, white's not a color. Right. As there uh, remains feeling of uneasiness and mistrust. And we need to be a safe space for our people of color. The email continued. Please reach out to me if you have any questions or concerns. Hmm. So, once again, people like this, whoever wrote that and sent it out, first off, immediately needs to be fired. I mean, on the spot. Let's wake up, Wyoming.
0: It's the day at eight 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 ninety seven 97 woods Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods, live on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.45 is the time. Wake up, Wyoming.
1: Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Okay, Don, we have some complaints about temperature inequality out there. Get here early this morning, and Gillette was plus 16. Then I started getting complaints from... Thermopolis, for example, deep into the negative numbers. Can we spread these temperatures out more evenly for people? No. Okay. No. <laughs> not going to happen.
6: The the harsh the harsh reality is, is that uh, weather does not believe in equality. Uh,
1: no, it doesn't. No. And I was warning people. Yet you know, I noticed as the cold moved in yesterday. You know, of course, that's just coming in as it comes in. But as you've said many times. And as the cold settles, if you've chosen a lower-lying area this morning, you're miserable. That's right. Yeah. See, I learn. I listen, right? Yeah. I mean, okay. people,
6: you you go into the low, you know, you build something in a low spot so you don't have as much wind or you're not exposed to as right. much, but that's where the cold air likes to go, to those yeah. low spots.
1: Okay. So we got some serious cold effort. That for some people this morning, real, everybody's cold, but some people it's really bad. All right. But now we have to take a look at our exit strategy from all of this.
6: Well, the good news is uh, there's really not a lot going to happen over the next three days. Uh, the problem we've got later today and tomorrow is going to be the wind picking up again the old standby that when Arctic air comes in, when it leaves, you have some wind. And we're going to see that along I-25 and sections of I-80 later today, tonight, and Friday. So that'll cause some blowing snow problems. But for the next three days through Saturday, no new snow. Uh, And temperatures are going to moderate a little bit, not a lot, but some. So other than a little bit of wind the next three days, uh, the weather doesn't look bad.
7: But once we
6: get into... uh, Saturday night, Sunday, mountain snow starts to come back in. And next week, Glenn, the western United States is going to be very stormy, uh, really everywhere.
1: I was noticing that while listening to your morning video for Cowboy State Daily that on the one hand, you're going to be really busy next week, which I know is exciting for you. But on the other hand, you're not going to say exactly who's going to get what. We're all going to get something, but the details aren't settled yet
6: yeah we just said the weather doesn't treat everybody equally right Right, that's that's kind of what will happen next week because what next week is is not necessarily like one organized storm per se it's rather a series of different weather events that will combine to bring back arctic air into the state and bring episodes of snow from the combination of arctic air moist jet stream winds coming off the pacific And the combination of Pacific air colliding with Arctic air. So what will happen is, is that it's not just one system. It's several small systems added together over a five to seven day period. That's going to cause travel problems next week. Livestock interests need to be prepared for some episodes of some really cold temperatures again. And there won't be anybody in the western United States that doesn't see some kind of winter weather. I mean, we could see snow all the way down into the coastal areas of central california late next uh-huh. week as the cold air comes out of canada and it just what the way this winter has gone glenn is that these arctic shots a lot of times that are directed first into the western united states that doesn't always happen uh, so that's why it's been cold this winter is that we have gotten these arctic air masses that come further west than they normally
1: do. so i'm gonna say based on what you're saying this weekend is a good time to stock up for next week.
6: Yes. I would say if you need to do something, if you need to go visit grandma, if you need to go get a trailer or haul something to point A to point B the next Mm -hmm. two or three days, uh, Will be your opportunity to do that because we will be faced with travel problems often right, on holidays
1: yeah. and go to the grocery store. All right, thank you, Don. Don Day with day with it. Well, I, you know, I hate to end on bad news like that, but that's just going to be next week for you. So enjoy the weekend while you can. Off we head over to the icebox. <clears throat> so uh, I will not be yeah.
5: visiting Grandma in Gillette no. for the next three no. days.
1: No. no, probably not. Again. Get it over with this weekend. Get out of the house. Go do something.
5: Grandma does not want to go to Gillette.
1: No, she. No, no. I, I have
5: to, which is fine. You have to, right. I like it. Okay.
1: okay, Grandma's not going. Makes complete sense. No. Okay. All right. Now, that we, have you noticed, did you go into the kitchen this morning downstairs? Uh, and there's three balloons yeah. with
5: faces put on them. Mm-hmm. Something about the Air Force shooting them.
1: Yes, uh, they're or hiding don't, or from don't, the Air or Force don't shoot speed. them. Yeah. So the balloons were brought in because we have a, and I liked, I really love that we do that here. Whenever we have a new employee, we welcome them. With balloons and candies and, you know. Uh, all- Lunch and everything, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's really nice. <clears throat> oh, yeah, we're bringing food for new employees. That's always nice. Yeah. So I took those and I wrote something funny and put the balloons in the well, corner since they funny. were sort of wandering around floating on the floor and so on. But then I started to notice there's a lot of stuff like that I do, Frank. And in many cases, people don't notice for a long time. Like, have you ever gone up to what I used to call the fishbowl, where you were in yeah. the newsroom, mm-hmm. and noticed the note that I put on the window? I've never noticed. See, <laughs> sorry, don't tap on the glass; you disturb oh, the. Oh, that's right. News yeah, people. yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. there's all sorts of things like that that I've hidden all over around the station, and it's one thing that it takes people such a long time to notice, but then when they do notice, they don't. And here's what really upsets me: they don't automatically blame me. Who are they blaming? I don't know, but it isn't me. Who else would you blame, Frank? Come on. You,
5: that's it. You're the only suspect in the house. Obviously. Women's college basketball, the Wyoming Cowgirls on the road tonight at New Mexico and Albuquerque. The Cowgirls are 17 and 8 overall, 10 and 4 in Mountain West Conference play, while the Lobos are 7 and 6 in league play, 15 and 11 overall. Cowgirl player Melina Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference Freshman of the Week for the fourth time this season as a 7 p.m. tip off tonight from the pit in Albuquerque. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women, rated 16th in the country, crushed Central Wyoming last night at the Erickson Gym 100 to 25. Yes, 100 to 25, just an awful performance by the CWC ladies who shot 16% from the field in the game. Jaws and I go the Douglas native at 18 points as the T-Birds improved the 24 and three. Casper College men beat Central Wyoming last night, 85-70, so they're 21 and five. They were led in scoring by Jamison Epps with 21 points and 13 rebounds. The C met up their record the 14-10 and 10 with an 80-76 to 76 win over Western Wyoming and Rock Springs last night. Tristan Sparks led the Golden Eagles with 25. The C ladies posted a 59-54 win over Western last night. Monique Marc- Marcetic-Fotang with 14 points for the Golden Eagles. C will be at Casper College on Saturday. In boys' high school swimming, the 3A championships start today in Gillette with the preliminary round. Lander once again will be the favorite. They are looking for their 27th consecutive state championship. Yes, the Tigers have won 26 in a row and that's the second longest state championship streak in the country for boys' high school swimming. 3A finals will be tomorrow, then the 4A prelims will start. Laramie has won the last five championships in 4A, and the finals for that classification will be on Saturday morning at the Campbell County Aquatic Center. High school indoor track, the big Simplot Games in Pocatello is back. This is the first time they've held this meet since 2020. There will be over 2,000 athletes from 19 states competing, including 25 schools from Wyoming. And both of the Casper schools will be there, Cheyenne East and Cheyenne Central plus Laramie. That'll start today at Idaho State University and run through Saturday. State High School Wrestling Regional Tournaments will start tomorrow. The 4A West will be in Jackson. The 4A East at Cheyenne South. The 3A East in Douglas. The 3A West in Evanston. The 2A East will be in Southeast and Yoder. And the 2A West over in Cokeville. State Wrestling Tournament will start on Thursday at the Ford Center in Casper. That's it in sports.
1: So I just want, I, I know maybe I should put the word out somewhere across the station, that at some point if you come across something and you think, how long has that been there? That's just weird. That's oddly funny in some disturbing way. You should immediately know who did it
5: right because there's only a few people
1: to point the finger at. Exactly right. And I do get uh, kind of offended when someone does immediately suspect and blame me. Don't don't be offended Glenn. We you know we don't care about anything. Oh, oh, oh well that makes sense.
5: <laughs> we're, we're not biased and against just, you. I can tell you that yeah, right just now.
1: Nobody gives a rip about nope, anything nope, that's going nope, on. Nope, 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 Let's okay. move on with our lives. Well, in, in some odd way I feel better now. Okay. Okay, thank <laughs> you for Coming up on, Lord, the people I work with. Coming up on something local business we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. Someone at the White House, oh yeah, the White House spokesperson said that the president is the best speaker in the White House. Really? Okay. We'll examine that. Oh, also, a liberal got mugged, and all of a sudden, she's talking like a conservative. Next hour, Wake Up, Wyoming. 6th of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Thursday. It's cold out there, and I swear I can see the weekend from here. Alright, hang on. Hold everything before I get to the topics that I really need to talk to you about. I would like to thank the White House Communications Director. She is just the worst I've ever seen. White House Communications Director is a tough job because so many people work for presidents that lie and cheat and they're stupid, you know, it's and here's this person who gives a daily press briefing, and that person has to, no matter what, defend the president, which means lying and so on, twisting facts, which is another form of lying. This particular lady is so bad as I mean, just so bad at it that she provides me with daily show prep. So yesterday, she said this. The
3: president is the best communicator that we have in the White House.
1: (laughs) She's probably right about that, considering she's so bad at it. Okay, so the president is the best communicator we have at the White Okay, thank you for the low-hanging fruit. Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. The
3: president is the best communicator that we have in the White House.
1: The best way to get something done,
4: if, you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen the, president the president of the United, 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 United States. States. Let me start off with two words. Made in...
1: Made in America. I got to do that again, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen the, president the president of the
4: United, States. United States. States. Let me start off with two words. Made in
1: America. Made in America. Okay. Wait. It gets worse than that.
4: America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. Okay. I was to put him. Uh, foot, foot, foot,
1: How do you spell him. that? I J O K E. Uh, then there was
4: the only way to spare more pain and more loss. The only way. Yeah. These milestones no longer mark our national mourning. Uh, these uh, milestones, I should say, no sure. no longer. Okay. Mark our national mourning.
1: You guys just don't understand uh, what he's trying to say. Is but when you have a tree that's leaning over the fence, then it's only going to be like a, a parked car anyway. So just make sure. That you know when the doors closed that the windows are always on fire I see. what was that that the White House spokeswoman said again the
3: president is the best communicator that
1: we have in the White House okay and considering who's in the White House okay well what about when he gets off the teleprompter
4: we've always found ways to come together <laughs> we can find that unity again
1: And the message said <laughs> and a message. A and he said that with feeling too. <laughs> okay, anyway. We know
4: these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by it go, you know the you know the thing. I do I know the thing. You know the thing. I do I know the thing. You know the thing. I said what's the thing? The thing. That I know. You know the thing. I do I know the thing. You know the thing. I do I know the thing.
1: So remember, ladies and gentlemen... The
3: president is the best communicator that we have in the White House.
1: And I think, considering how bad she is, she's right about that. I don't, <laughs> I love the low-hanging fruit that we're provided every single day. I am provided with every single day that I can go ahead and give to you guys. Uh, to me, as I go looking for things to talk about, I don't want to day after day after day uh, hits you with just constant, you know, drag you down into the muck, make you feel miserable. So stuff like that just absolutely makes my day, which is why I deliver it to you on a daily basis like that. Now, let's see, which one? You know, 40, oh, yeah, there was this woman here. Yesterday, I came across a story that I wanted to make sure to spend more time on, because I hadn't spent enough time on it. So there is a congresswoman who was anti-gun and also anti-police. And she has been preaching it and pushing it for a very long time. Now, for those who know the old saying, a conservative is just a liberal who's been mugged. That's exactly what happened to this woman here. Democrat Congresswoman Aggie Craig of Minnesota, who was allegedly assaulted in the elevator of a Washington, D.C. residence by a 26-year-old man. Now, the problem is a 26-year-old man had 11 times before been arrested for assault and then let out within a few days. He assaults somebody, beats him up, takes whatever he wants, gets arrested for it. And within a couple of days, he's back out on the street again. One of Craig's former staffers spoke out against the police, called for property destruction of police officers' homes. In 2020, the congresswoman responded to news about deaths related to police in New York with four words, burn it all down. Yeah, when it came to police officers, just burn it all down. They didn't seem to care much about their deaths. Somehow they keep electing her, though. She also claimed in June of 2020 that cities should fund counselors, not cops, and has also promoted the Minnesota Freedom Fund, the far left group, that supports defunding the police. Okay, but then she's getting on this elevator, and she is mugged by this guy, and brutally so mugged by this guy. After she is beaten up by this guy, she finds out that he is a repeat offender. She is victim number 12, and once again, the guy gets out within just a few hours. All of a sudden, she's changing her tune about being able to carry defensive weapons— and about defunding the police. Suddenly she starts sounding like a conservative because it happened to her personally. Which proves that old saying, a conservative is just a liberal that's been mugged. Ladies and gentlemen, I was actually asked earlier this morning about this. Hey, when's is Jude gonna call in? She's not a regular feature. It's whenever the mood strikes her. Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone with us from Mills, Wyoming is Jude. Morning, Jude.
7: Good morning. I was laying there about half asleep because I have my radio program to turn on at six so I can get their show. And the cats were all surrounding me and laying there going, you get to open that finger Yeah, kitty <laughs>
1: yeah for, Forget the show. We know what really wakes you up.
7: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so I thought I would talk to you a little bit. A couple of weeks ago, we had a county commissioner meeting. Well, back in December, actually, the last meeting of uh, the former board. And one of the board members, uh, commissioners, Hendry, was bragging about this 280 million dollars solar farm that's going to be going in out here at Burnet. Well, I got to think. I got to thinking about it. I wonder how many other stupid people bought into this. And I found article after article. Like uh, here's one from 13023. Competition heats up for U.S. direct air capture program. Okay, they actually think they're gonna steal air and cement barriers underground. Okay, here's another one. Uh uh GM pumps six hundred and six hundred and fifty million into contested Nevada lithium mining projects. Uh the next one. Let's see. I mean, there's dozens of them. Uh coal uh US coal power refuses to die. What's that mean for climate change? That was February thirteenth. And you got dozens and dozens of them, and I could go on for an hour. Midwest worries about future blackouts. Well, we know Texas, Michigan, Tennessee, Ohio, Louisiana, and Florida have all had growing blackouts a month. Now, my question is: is why would we give up cheap, abundant energy like natural gas and coal, that's about six cents a kilowatt hour, for 19 cents an hour of wind, solar? That's all unreliable. And the solar panels that are made from lithium, you can't get rid of them in a landfill. They are poison. Okay? Then the wind towers I found online where they're starting to fail after about five years. And how many hundreds of those do we have in Wyoming?
1: And I buried, and buried at there. the landfill in Natrona County.
7: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I saw the photograph of it from an overhead view made of fiberglass. They don't dissipate. Uh, You know, we need to stop these guys and start taking care of what we do have. Biden's not going to be in the White House forever. And from what Harriet's doing right now in Washington, she's fighting for our coal and natural gases. And if we keep letting these idiots on these commissions and boards buy into this crap, I'm wondering how many have their own personal money invested in it and that's why they're bringing it here it was just like going to another uh 10 minutes of how to dig your ears out of all the bull that wyoming was getting pumped up its butt same with nevada and they want to steal the energy in the west that's the idea
1: i always have my hand near the dump button when judy gets passionate
7: well i know (laughs) but i couldn't believe some of the stories i mean i pulled up about fifty. they even have a section one that they slipped by everybody and I'll bet including our county commissioners and it's by North America Electric Reliability Corporation and it's a PowerPoint for 2022 and 2023 Winter Reliability Assessment. Even in their own report, they're admitting that wind and solar is not a reliable source. That they're going to need coal-fired plants. So my question to all of our geniuses in this state why are we letting them
1: shut them down? Yeah. If they shut it all down like they say they want to do, how, it's going to be like California or like Europe was. It's already happened. Yeah. We've seen it happen.
7: Yeah. And and this is what I keep trying to tell people and they're going, you know, it was like the night I talked about the, the them wanting to put meters on your water. Are you stupid or what? Mm-hmm. So when they get tired of you farming... Or having 50 cows and they want you to only have enough water for 10, what happens to your farm? You lose it. Yeah. You have to give it up. Some developer comes along and buys it for dirt cheap. Come on, people, get on board here. They're stealing our state's resources and they're putting us in a box. All right. Got it
1: now out of, I told you, them. All right, Now she feels better. It's safe to go outside again. Thank you, Jude. <laughs> Wake up, Wyoming.
7: In the last 11 years, 115 people died of weightlifting accidents in a gym. In that same 11 years, only one person died of eating a donut.
4: Make good choices, people.
6: This Wyoming Travel Network. Wake
0: up, Wyoming mobile app to hold them all. Free download from AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: Hey 23 is the time. Wake Up Wyoming, A 97 woods is the phone number. Oh, that reminds me. I haven't done this yet. And then I'll get on to what Robin Casper wanted to talk about. It is open phones now.
2: Morning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. (coughs) Dave, (coughs) all right, strap in. And let's do this thing.
1: 888 woods phone number That's 888 seven w o woods Or if you have the Wake Up Wyoming app, which is free to download to your app store, you can do what Robin and Casper did. She used the chat option and sent me a text message. Headline, hey, this is what Robin was asking about. She said, what, what Wrong person, actually, I rarely discussed. Grandma, was that the one? Okay. Um, let's see, if make sure I'm getting the right person here. Okay, anyway, hadn't heard much about more oil going out of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. So here's the story. Biden administration Monday announced another sale of oil from the Energy Department's Strategic Petroleum Reserve with 26 million barrels sent to be delivered to the market April 1st through June 30th, which will take the number of barrels in reserve to an all-time low. Unlike the largest ever downdraw, this is the Biden administration in response to what the president says well it's Ukraine that we're worried about it's not exactly Ukraine it, it's not allowing producers here in Wyoming for example Texas places like that to actually produce is what it is John in Torrington hello John Good
0: morning Glenn yes sir hey, uh,
8: you've got to quit picking on Karine Jean-Pierre yeah um you know, she's just doing her job,
0: and, uh, and
8: uh, you know you're pretty good on the radio yourself. But you just you couldn't do her job.
1: No, there's no way I because
8: yeah, <laughs> I know you couldn't, and I I would bet you that you couldn't even do it right where you're at because you couldn't get on the radio and lie for four straight out.
1: Th- that's right. Yeah. Knowing full well that the president said something stupid, or the president lied about something, or the president's corruption was exposed, and I'm supposed to well, cover if it up for come, it?
8: Time, if, it come time, if it come time for the weather, yeah. instead of you giving a little weather report, you'd say, I'd have to refer you to the National Weather
1: Service. Exactly right, yeah. yeah. Or,
8: or you know, things like that. Yeah. So, no, no, you just, you just can't lie for four straight hours okay. like
1: that. So, at least if she was a good liar... She there's <laughs> part of my problem. There are people, you know that are liars but they're good at it and they're actually believable and they get away with it.
8: Once in a while you could once in a while you can get
1: somebody to believe you a little bit if you're a good liar. Yeah, but, but she's not day. even a good liar. She is so pathetic at it. Per- e- even liberals, Let's even see. members of the press listen to her and roll their eyes and go, "Oh, come on."
3: Oh. She's not
8: even a professional
1: liar. No, well, I'd have to say she's a professional because she gets paid a lot of money to do it. She's just not well, good at it. True, 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 true. Yeah. But I, I wanted to make you that little wager I appreciate there, that. I, I really appreciate yeah. the compliment you, there. There's no way I could exactly. lie like that. All right. So uh, that's John in Torrington, AAA, 97 woods the phone number. But that's quite a compliment. Yeah, I can't lie like that. There's no way I can. But you know, how do you hire somebody for that job anyway? Who actually wants that job? where they know that their job is going to be to defend the indefensible. And in order to do it, they have to lie every single day. When the president does something that, again, is stupid or corrupt or whatever category you want to put it into. And so the press secretary has to get out there in front of the press and make excuses and twist the truth, lie, how many people in America really want that job? Right. So, people who take the job, one of the reasons I think they're most of them are just so bad at it is because it's hard to find someone who's willing to lie to that extent, especially when you have an Obama, a Clinton. I mean, name name a president. You know, and some of them are worse than others. And you're caught in all sorts of scandals. In Biden's case, he just says something stupid. Obama was constantly saying naive things. Corruption ran deep in the Obama administration. They had to defend that, and they did. Nobody really believed them, but they, boy, they tried, don't they? No, I just couldn't do that job. There's no way. If the If the president did something corrupt, and I was press secretary, I would just tell the press... Yeah, he really stepped in it this time. He ought to go to jail. That's why I'd never be able to hold that job. Coming up on 8:30, local news. Update on your weather forecast right after that. Nice long segment of Open Phones. Let's wake up Wyoming.
0: with the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio.
1: of the time. Wake Up Wyoming Triple E 97 Woods the phone number. It's 88897 W O O D S. Talk about what I'm talking about. Change the subject fine. Or use your Wake Up Wyoming app. You'll see the chat option. Use that. Send me a text message as people do it all the time. So all right, let's go to New York real quick. And New York Times, which I've been picking on for many decades. They they are considered to be one of the greatest newspapers ever in existence. They're horrible. But We'll get into that maybe another time. I love picking on them, but every once in a while, somebody at the New York Times, and I'm going to use this word properly, has a woke moment. And what I mean by that is they woke up for a moment. They actually did, and they got something right. It doesn't last long, and they usually get in trouble for it, but Okay. From PJ Media, a story says, we've all seen signs announcing a particular place to be a gun-free zone. While these signs are supposed to reduce gun violence by informing would-be shooters that their firearms aren't welcome on the site, the reality is they instead are beacons of alert and targets for criminals. And it looks like the New York Times has finally figured it out could it be after a murder took place times square thursday night the paper openly questioned why posting signs banning guns from the area didn't stop the violence really you put a sign up that says it's a gun-free zone and the guy who wants to go commit murder doesn't care in fact, looks at it as the place to commit the murder because he knows nobody else is armed. Hmm. <clears throat> Quote from the New York Times. The shooting was the first since the creation of the expansive signpost zone. The police said in a statement it was immediately renewed questionings about w- whether such a designation as gun-free zone is actually a protected area. Wow. I wonder, how did this get past the editorial department? Quote, people feel emboldened to carry guns on the streets, and Tom Harris, retired New York City police inspector and president of the Times Square Alliance, quote, a gun-free zone is not going to stop a criminal from carrying a gun. I have to admit I am actually shocked that the New York Times acknowledged this. What I'd like to give him credit, the fact is, the inefficiency of gun-free zones is something the conservative media, people like me, you, so, has been talking about for how long? How many times have we pointed out that gun-free zones do nothing? In fact, they might, might even encourage people to commit violence there. In fact, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, Pulse Nightclub, Sandy Hook Elementary School, Virginia Tech University, all targeted by mass shooters, despite being gun-free zones. And they've just now figured this out at the New York Times. And that's barely scratching the surface. According to a 2018 study by the Crimes Prevention Research Center, a whopping 97.8% of mass shootings over a 68-year period occurred in gun-free zones. Now, I have to read that again because that's really important. 97.8% of mass shootings over the past 68 years. Now, we can go back farther than that. One of the things you hear a lot, well, we didn't used to have stuff like this. Yeah, we did. Wasn't publicized as much. That's every bit as bad as when you hear someone say, well, they don't have problems like mass shootings in European countries and other developing nations. Yes, they do. You don't hear about it, but if you go check the record, oh, Yes, they do. So over 68 years, that's not even going back as far as you can go. 97.8% of mass shootings occurred in gun-free zones. And for all this time, the New York Times finally mentioned one. Now, at the same time, because we've gone through, if you've been watching, we've gone through several mass shootings over just the past week or so that have taken up a lot of time on the news, as they should. But what I was pointing out, just the same time we were discussing some of these mass shootings that just recently happened, at the same time a guy got in a U-Haul that he had just rented and drove through New York City up and down sidewalks, plowing into crowds of people. The police stopped him by boxing him in with their vehicles. There's actually a video of the U-Haul going right up the middle of a sidewalk and a police car right behind him on the sidewalk. That's the cop trying to block the guy from behind, while another cop was able to box him in up front. So they were able to stop him. And this is not the first time this has happened in New York. There's been other times that people have rented a U-Haul or some other rental truck and gone to areas where they know I mean, anywhere in New York is populated but they know that there's a huge population just walking around pedestrians not suspecting anything and they suddenly decided just to plow through well why don't we have questions about those trucks just like we do guns Blaine and Casper with an energy question hello Blaine how are you doing today sir? good sir what you got for me?
6: Um, I was just, when you were, earlier in your segment, you were talking about, you know, reclaiming um, oil fields and... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh,
1: coal was one of them. Uh,
6: coal mines and stuff. Yeah. I, I was just wondering if there was, like, language, Wyoming, hang language for,
0: like, solar farms. And, there uh,
1: is, yeah. In fact, you're Wyoming... Wyoming was smart enough a few years back to set up a – or force, I should say, solar and wind power companies to set up a trust fund. So if they went out of business, money has been set aside to clean it up. Same thing they do with oil wells. Perfect. Thank yeah. you very much. All right. Sure. No problem. Yeah, I, that was that was a big deal. I, look, there are some – if you go to California, for example – As one example, because I can show many around the country and around Europe and so on, but there's one example in California of a a wind farm that the company went bankrupt. And the farm just stood there and didn't take long before it started falling apart. So now all these wind turbines are just falling apart. They take up a massive field. So the state of Wyoming took a look at that and thought, we're going to put wind power in the state of Wyoming. We're going to do the same thing that we force coal, gas, and oil to do. They have to put, if they're going to build one of these facilities, they have to put money aside in a trust. So if for whatever reason they are no longer in business or they they don't want to run the farm anymore, whatever the case is, that money is set aside for reclamation. If we didn't do that, we would wind up with a bunch of dead standing wind farms all over the state. You know that would be the case, all right, because there are, we keep hearing about the wind farms that are being put up, but what about the ones that fail? Even in our own state, that should make more news as well, especially because what keeps these things running, subsidies. They keep telling you how wonderful these farms are. What got them built and what keeps them running is all the subsidies. And when the subsidies run out, and they will, somebody's going to have to go in and clean all that up. Because it's the subsidies that keep these wind farms and solar farms alive. So, yeah, it's good that the state of Wyoming thought about this in advance and is forcing those companies to put money in a trust for reclamation.
3: You know how people are using pronouns these days, like she, him, her, them, theirs? Uh, I want you to start using adjectives when you address me, like spectacular, outstanding, phenomenal, phenomenal audacious.
0: Sometimes the best way 97 Woods or chat him on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app this is AM 1030 K2 Radio
1: 48s the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino's waiting by. Okay, Frank. I'm gonna head down Memory Lane with you. All Unfortunately, right. this is going to tell people how old we are. Okay? okay, I'm ready. A Kodak Instamatic camera. I remember those. Yeah, remember the flash bulb on the top that spun every time you took a picture. Right.
5: Yeah. Remember the ones the camera that had like five little flash flash yeah, bulbs yeah. on the top. The, and then yeah. you had to get had to get rid of it and start over again.
1: Yeah. Okay. You're talking about like the long rectangle one that you would put yeah, in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> flash away. And then I had. Uh, one I uh, used for a while that it, it had two rows, so it flashed the first row, then I could flip it over and flash the second row, then I'd toss that away.
5: That's how that worked.
1: Yeah. Before that, that's where they actually put some kind of powder. I forget what it was made out of uh, inside. You ignited it, and it would poof in a <laughs> puff of smoke. Remember that? that was before our time, though. Yeah. Yeah.
5: <laughs> those are those movies you've, you've seen. Those. Yeah. You know, like it's like a big explosion.
1: I love telling people as they're taking pictures today careful now shooting all of that you're gonna run out of film not today and it takes them a couple of seconds to go oh yeah <laughs> okay so let me see either going to the freestanding photo mat which then it was always fun because that you waited at your mailbox or waited to stop by you know and, and pick up and see what you took right yeah you couldn't take the picture and go nah and do it again. Well, no. all the ones all the bad ones you got back in that envelope yes yeah all and, of them yeah and so you would go through the envelope and go okay out of all of this crap what's the one or two i want to keep mm-hmm. yeah that was a typical thing way back then things are going away no, uh, there's no there's no more of those over oh i used to buy disposable cameras and keep a few in my glove box because you never just know. in case yeah. you never know yeah grab a disposable camera take some pictures go to walmart for example and drop it off and then uh, either i can go pick it up at walmart or it would just arrive in my mailbox magically how did that how did that happen i that was way i don't know it was just magic but that was way back when now people know how old we are yeah we're way old Women's College
5: Hoops, the Wyoming Cowgirls on the road to New Mexico tonight in Albuquerque. The Cowgirls are 17-8 and 4-10 and and in Mountain West Conference play, while the Lobos are 7-6 in the league play. 15-11, Casper player Malina Peterson was named the Mountain West Conference freshman of the week for the fourth time this year. 7 p.m. tip-off tonight from the pit in Albuquerque. In junior college basketball, the Casper College women rated 16th in the country. Crushed central Wyoming from Riverton last night at the Erickson Gym, 100-25. Yes, 100 225 just an awful performance from cwc who shot 16 percent from the field in the game Jocelyn and of the douglas native at 18 points as the t-birds improved the 24 and 3 casper college men beat central wyoming last night 85 to 70 to get to 21 and 5 they were led in scoring by Jamison epps with 21 points and 13 rebounds LCCC men up their record to 14 and 10 with an 80 to 76 win over western wyoming and rock springs last night tristan sparks led the golden eagles with 25 the LCCC women posted at a 59-54 win over Western Wyoming as Monique Marsetic-Fotang at 14 points for the Golden Eagles. L Tripp will be at El Casper College on Saturday. Boys High School Swimming, the 3A championship starts today in July with the preliminary round. Lander once again will be the favorite. They're looking for their 27th consecutive state title. Yes, they have won 26 in a row. That's the second longest championship streak in the country in Boys High School Swimming. The 3A finals will be tomorrow, then the 4A prelims will begin. Laramie has won the last five championships, and the 4A finals will be on Saturday morning at 10A. At the Campbell County Aquatic Center, high school indoor track, the big Simplock Games of Pocatello is back, and it will start today. This is the first time that meet has been held since 2020. There'll be over 2,000 athletes from 19 states competing, including 25 schools from Wyoming, and both of the Casper schools will be there: Cheyenne, Cheyenne Central, and Laramie. That starts today at Idaho State University and runs through Saturday. The high school wrestling regional tournaments will begin tomorrow: the 4A West in Jackson, the 4A East at Cheyenne South, the 3A East in Douglas, the 3A West in Evanston, the 2A East and Southeast over in Yoder, and the 2A West will be in Cokefield. The state wrestling tournament starts on Thursday at the Ford Center in Casper.
1: So this weekend, make sure, get all your games out of the way, go to the grocery store. Okay, all the traveling you wanted to get done. Don't worry about taking Grandma to Gillette. She no, care. I'm not taking Grandma to no, Gillette. No. Get it all done because by next week, according to Donde, the weather might be crap, and I expect there would be some games that might be canceled next well, week. Well,
4: maybe,
5: maybe yeah. not. We'll you we'll know, see. we'll see. There's a big wrestling tournament here next week, uh-huh. so I mean, that's from everywhere, from all four corners in the middle. If they can get there by here by Wednesday, then they're
8: ready okay. to go.
1: We'll see, because from what Don Day was saying is, there's several fronts coming one after the next. Yeah. So we'll see. Crossing my fingers for you, Frank. Yeah. Okay. yeah I think I don't want to sound like a buzzkill. I mean, just that was <clears throat> the weather forecast for next week is seriously sketchy. I'll put it that way. All right, we're coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that national local update on the weather forecast. You and me last hour of the program. 97 Woods. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Here.
3: the president is the best communicator that we have in the white house and the
4: best way to get something done if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh I um, like to be able to. Anyway.
1: Wake up, Wyoming, 888 97. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety seven 97 W O O D S. Twice this morning, I played montages beyond what you just heard there of some of the worst that the president has ever said into a microphone. If you missed it, no, you didn't. Remember, Wake Up, Wyoming app. So when you touch the app, it opens up. There's a toolbar across the middle. On the left side of it, it says On Demand. Touch On Demand. You'll see you can listen to old episodes, the funny bits that we play, whatever you want to do, on your schedule. And the show gets rid of commercials and news. So you can pause it, start it again. It's condensed time-wise, so it doesn't take you that long to listen to. So that's there for you so you can catch up whenever you want. So if you want to hear the montage, that opening there, But then a whole long list of things Biden has ever said that was just, you wonder how cognizant is he? In fact, he's going in the president. Every president goes in for the yearly physical. One, I think it was a senator, just said, can we check his mental status as well? Actually, I think that's worth it. Triple A, 97 Woods, the phone (laughs)
2: And feel free to participate. This
1: disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. 888-97-Woods is the phone number. So, okay, let's head over to, again, Cowboy State Daily. Good question. I like this question. There's a lot of discussion on taxation in the Wyoming legislative process right now different kinds of taxation, including tobacco tax. We're not going to be talking about that, but that's including one of the things that they're really mulling over, because tobacco tax in Wyoming is complicated and convoluted and needs to change. Here's the question. Should Wyoming property tax be like vehicle tax? Story says property tax relief a main discussion and focus for the Wyoming legislators so far with a dozen or so bills introduced into the session. But few create actual reform, the story says. House Bill 100 proposes to study an idea that some believe could bring more uniformity to Wyoming property tax system by moving from assessed valuations to a system based on the purchase price of the property. So, Representative Mark, I've heard this before, but it's interesting to explore the idea. Representative Mark Jennings, Republican Sheridan, sponsored a bill. He said would there would be anecdotal accounts from the Wyoming assessor during a study to su- suggest there would have been problems in this kind of uniformity. He acknowledges there have been issues in some states that have tried this, okay, uh, including California's Proposition 13. Okay, Wyoming is in California, Jennings said, but... Tax experts in the Cowboy State suggest there could be some advantages to a program like this. The bill comes, the story says, as Wyoming residents have faced soaring property tax rates. The pre-pandemic rates were 3 to 4% annually. But last year, they took an average 16% leap across the state. Now, that's average because it depends on where you are. Teton County, 36% leap. And Lincoln County, well, old beat-up double-wide in Lincoln County, sold for $675,000. Yeah, and I doubt it really was the trailer. They don't care about the trailer. I think they want the property. Also mentioned during deliberations, a failed Senate joint resolution had proposed changing the state's constitution to give residents' property its own category. That would, that way relief could be targeted to homeowners without affecting agriculture and commercial property. Lawmakers would, well, they also shot down a House joint resolution that sought to do similar things but without capping a tax increase. So, second going around, it's not the first time Wyoming lawmakers have talked about studying property taxes and a different approach. My opinion is the property tax system, as we have it right now in the state, is so convoluted. Many tax assessors aren't even quite sure what they're doing. And there's supposed to be something, you know, you plug the numbers that you come up with into an algorithm and it gets spit out. Here's how much it's assessed for. Right. Last time the study bill failed because it was too vague. Jenny said, "New version attempted to solve by spelling out minimum set questions that could be answered." So the question came from the Department of Revenue. Uh, the new version appears to track past the uh, the second time. It might go through the second time. Clear the House with an overwhelming fifty-eight to two vote. Seems to have a similar support from the Senate. Now, again, this is to study and take a look at. Can we do this? Should we do this? In his testimony in both committees, Jenny said he's not overly fond of study bills, but thinks this one would be a good idea. I'm with him on that. I'm really not fond of let's do a study. Most studies are useless. But let's take a look to see how this would work in Wyoming. Quote, you guys all know the issues around state property taxes, he said during a committee meeting Wednesday. I'm not saying this is the solution. I am saying the bill, though, is an attempted answer. We don't know. We should take a look at it. So several amendments have been tacked onto the bill during its journey. One house lawmaker felt specifying a study in consultants was well, he was struck the word he wants to strike the word shall in a sentence. Sometimes one word can make or break the bill. I won't get into that. Appropriations. For the study would be about fifty thousand dollars to do this study. Senate committee. I mean, I've always thought these studies shouldn't. They, it shouldn't cost fifty thousand dollars to do this. But all right. Senate committee. Meanwhile, added amendments requiring consideration of equities among taxpayers uh, and um, as well as a review of how to approach when uh, any this state would do it, but how other states have tried it as well. So okay, the bill to study this is making its way through. We'll see what they do. But that's an interesting question, though, just tossing it out there. What if, and this has been suggested by some listeners to this program, too, when when we had a long property tax discussion on this program, and quite a few people from around the state called in and said, hey, what if you just taxed me, if you're going to do property taxes, tax me on what I paid for the property? And even if that was 20 years ago, but that's what I paid for it. So that's what you're taxing me on. Now, the next person to buy the property, you tax them based on what they paid for it. Because instead of some assessor trying to figure out what the value of the home is, we can assess the value of the home based on who paid for it. How much did they pay for it? So to pick a number out of thin air, if a a home sold for $250,000, just picking a number, then that's the assessed value, and that's what we tax it on. And it stays that way as long as that person owns that home. That's what they're looking into, essentially. It's just a study to look into, see if that would work in Wyoming. 915, Wake Up Wyoming.
0: Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Something on your mind? Join in at 888-97-WOODS.
1: Whatever you're doing, stop it for just a minute. you got to hear this. I've got a picture of a guy who's got a mugshot going on. He's got a big smile on his face. He's so pleased with himself. He was caught after cutting off 37 man buns in Miami. Said he was doing the Lord's work. (laughs) This guy just made my day. Let him go. If I were the judge, I would like, no, I don't see any... I see this as a public service. I'll read that again. Criminal caught after cutting off 37 man buns in one day, claims he was doing the Lord's work. <laughs> and he's got this smile and this look of uh, satisfaction on his face. He didn't care that he was arrested. Oh, he's proud of this. Oh, I want to hang with that guy. All right. From my website, Prairie Homestead. By the way, Joe Winger, she is the same lady who owns and operates, if you go to Chugwater, the Soda Fountain, which every time I'm driving past Chugwater, I pull over. I'm getting a malt. I might get, like, a bacon cheeseburger there. They do great food. Breakfast, I have breakfast for whenever I'm driving through, north or south, doesn't matter. Then I got to walk across the street and say hello to my friends over there at the Mercantile that's opened up now. And the Mercantile is looking really good. And they have some interesting things that I love shopping for there, like I'll get their... Uh, locally sourced honey they had one there smoked honey yeah locally sourced smoked it was good they have all sorts of products there that are made by people right there and also it's a, a true mercantile for farmers and ranchers out there that need products they have the big back open for that jill being oh hang on she wrote jill wrote a story i'm teaching my kids to fail and I I want to get to that story. I don't know if I'm going to have time today, but I got to talk to her about this because that's a great story. Rich is in Casper. Hi, Rich. Hey, Glenn. Yes, sir. You
8: no, know, we're talking about uh, the property taxes and stuff yeah. that's going on. Um, something that's really been bothering me lately is this home title theft. Yeah. And I, I purchased my home clearer back then, mm-hmm. but uh, when I had it paid off in 93, I went down and asked for my title, and they wouldn't give it to me. And uh, I asked why. Well, it's a public record. Well, that's fine. I understand that. But it's like my car. I've got a car. Yeah. I paid for it. There was a lien against it. I paid it off. I got my title clear. Yeah. That way, I don't have to worry about... Uh, Somebody coming along and
1: thinking a Interesting. Uh, paper yeah. that says uh, uh, I sold you, the home to them. Can you get a copy of it? Yeah,
8: you cannot get a copy. They won't give you a copy of your home title. Hmm.
1: Okay. I, I'd have to say I would and, have to talk to a legal expert here because I'm not yes, really familiar I'd with like that. I'd like you to
8: look into that. And, yeah. I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't that solve a lot of problems? I mean, if these people can't keep an eye on our titles. Yeah. And people can just go in there and say, hey, "I bought that house." Mm-hmm. Um, why, should, why should we have to pay extra right. to do the work for them? with through some other company?
1: That's a great question. Uh, I used to know someone who was involved in title insurance just for things like this. Mm-hmm.
8: Well, you can you get title insurance when you buy the house, but as soon as you pay, as soon as you purchase that house, yeah, that title insurance does not cover it anymore.
1: Okay. Interesting. Okay. Things I'm not familiar with. I would like to look into. Why can't you just keep it if it's yours? That's right. All right. All right. I'll you know, I'll ask around because again I'm not an expert on this, so I'll see if there's anyone and any listener out there who knows for that matter. It's a great question. Thank you, sir. All right, thank you, Richard I appreciate it. Well if there is anybody out there, I I don't know. If there is anybody out there that knows, I would love to have the answer to this. I'm gonna touch on the story. Triple eight ninety seven what's the phone number by the way? Triple eight ninety seven W O O D S. So, Jill, Miss Mary, I'm going to give Jill a call, see if she's able to come on the show and talk about this, because I like this article. She does, uh, she's a homesteader, and again, she's in uh, Chugwater, Wyoming, and owns the Chugwater Soda Fountain, which I recommend if you're driving by Chugwater to stop by and get a malt or lunch or breakfast, whatever. The article is titled, I'm Teaching My Kids to Fail. She writes, how's that for a politically incorrect title? Failure is a pretty distasteful word in our culture there were such a they were such a failure he totally failed at that failure is not an option she says we've all heard about these phrases and carrying on extremely negative connotations don't they as a recovered perfection she said i've had long standing beef with failure i hate messing up i hate making mistakes i hate knowing that i could have done better and yet i've come to embrace and even celebrate failure. See, I have to agree with her on this. I no, I really have to agree. I have learned over the years as well to embrace if I'm trying to do something and I completely screw it up. I don't look at it as getting down on myself anymore. I used to, but I don't get down on myself anymore. Instead, I look at myself and go, "Okay, that didn't work out. Why?" Was it some, and I'm not looking, some people misunderstand. I'm not looking for excuses. I'm looking for the reason. And there's a difference between a reason and an excuse. And so I'm looking for the reason. Why did that fail? Is it some external force that I wasn't prepared for? Did I blow it? Okay, so let's go ahead and figure out what's going wrong here, and I'll try it again and again until I start getting it right. And that's how I learn and grow. She said, I had quite a personal transformation over the course of this homesteader-turned-blogger-turned-entrepreneur journey. She said, it's something I've never expected and didn't exactly see it turn into what it has been. She said, I started fantasizing about a compost pile. It's been a life-altering journey, an upheaval, myself and my mindset, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. She says, as a result, people have also often asked, what happened? They want to know my number one tip. She said, my secret, my for, my source, my advice to others, to normal people hoping to experience success in their own journey, whatever that may be. For the longest time, I never knew what to say. I would hem and haw and stutter as I tried to spit out the semi-coherent words of wisdom they were expecting. After spending some time pondering I think I've narrowed it down to a single overarching principle, which has given me a big boost in my life as a blogger and everything else. I'm willing to fail and fail bigger, more than most people know. So she, she's teaching this to her kids. Homesteading is what taught me a true value of failure. Looking at it the past eight years, we've had some considerable mess-ups at our homestead journey, and she goes through the list of what? So here's the deal, she says. We've had these colossal mistakes because we were willing to jump in and just do it and then learn from it. And so it's in turn, her husband are learning from failures. Whoops, that didn't work out. Again, not getting on herself or her husband about this. Whoops, that didn't work out. Wonder what do I went wrong. How can I fix that? And then learn from it. Go back and do it again and again and again until they have it figured out. That's how we learn and grow. She's teaching that to her kids. I've got to get her on this program to talk about that, so I'll go ahead and send her a note and see if she's got time to do that. Coming up on 930, local news coming your way, weather forecast. Update on that is important for next week, especially. More open phones. 888 97 Woods. Wake up, Wyoming.
0: Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030
1: K2 Radio. 9.36 the time. Wake up, Wyoming. All right, 888-97-WOODS, is the phone number. You talk about what I'm talking about or whatever else. 888-97-WOODS. Back to the state of California. And whenever I do that, you always have to go, Oh, God, what now? California to battle racist police dogs. Oh, God. A new effort is underway, the story says, to ban the police from using police dogs to arrest or apprehend suspects. If passed, it would also ban police from using them against, well, for crowd control. Lawmakers behind the bill. One newly elected assemblyman, Corey Jackson, said that the use of police canines has been the backbone of this country's history of racial bias against black Americans. Jackson said police canines were first used, and he goes ahead and talks about the history of it. See, with people who think this way, if something was ever used in a bad way, therefore it is forever tainted and can never be used in a good way. That's how they think. Well, that is a vicious and unforgivable part of our history. It's created nightmares. That has institutionalized and created a general trauma in that community for centuries. The author of this article says, as I said, they're not talking about a complete ban on police dogs. They're mainly talking about crowd control, stuff like that. Uh, Assemblyman Corey Jackson described the use of police dogs as a gross misuse of force. That disproportionately affects blacks, Hispanics and communities because apparently everything does. He went on to claim that dog bites produce lifelong injuries before you're proven guilty. A Republican Assemblyman Tom Lackey, who previously worked as a highway patrol office, pointed out the obvious. Police dogs are non-lethal options when arresting or avoiding combat with a suspect removing the police dog from the equation leaves the officer with one less option before having to retort to lethal force wasn't there supposed to be one of the key goals of the police force is to not use lethal force dogs are intimidating okay Uh, it's actually pretty easy to defeat a dog if you know what you're doing it's actually pretty easy they only have one move if you know what that one move is you can defeat them But most people just see those big teeth and hear all of that barking and they're afraid. None of the Democrats supporting the bill seem to want to come out and say what is what they're really thinking about. The story says they don't want police arresting people, particularly, well, people of color in California. Guilt or innocence apparently doesn't fall into the equation. It also has nothing to do with that they've uh, have reportedly been uh, two deaths caused by police dogs in all of modern history one was a man found breaking into a car dealership in alabama in 1984 the other was in florida in 1990 other than that it's never happened we we don't find any place where people have ever been killed by police dogs but once again you got to blame and and i wonder when i looked at this i'm wondering So are you blaming the use of the dog for race or are you blaming the dog for racism? I think in this case, we can honestly say they're blaming the use of the dog in that case. But okay, anyway, and these are the same people who want to take the guns away from police, pepper spray away. They want to take the police away for that matter yeah anything that they can think of they just and so what's the point of even trying to enforce the law anymore of every single weapon is taken away and and by the way you got to take a good look at how people really die for example
7: In the last 11 years, 115 people died of weightlifting accidents in a gym.
1: In that same 11 years, only one person died of eating a donut. Make good choices, people. See? Okay. Where are you putting your priorities in something like this? So you could get up early in the morning and you can go to the gym and lift weights. But you run the risk of injury. And you run the risk of death, according to this guy. Yet, out of all of those people who get up early in the morning and they go to a donut shop and they buy a cup of coffee and a donut. The worst that's ever happened is someone burnt their tongue on the coffee. Well, there there was that one lady at a McDonald's who put the coffee between her legs and tried to drive and it spilled all over her lap. But she got a big financial award for that. Other than that, though, people don't get hurt at donut shops. And in general, people at donut shops are in a much better mood. In fact, they're really, I find every time I've, instead of going to the gym, if I go to a donut shop, I find very pleasant people there. And that's because they have coffee and donuts. And it's really hard to be in a bad mood when you have coffee and donuts. So I find that uh, I, you know, I, I've always enjoyed being you know, in relatively good shape and at least making sure I get exercise and eating right and so on. But at this point, having heard this guy, I'm starting to reassess happiness and what exactly helps me to lead a good, long and fulfilled life. Kind of like the guy who jumps out uh, in front of traffic to go jogging and gets run over by a car, for example. Or you could have sat at home and had coffee and donuts and been safe. Morning, Jim. Good morning, Glenn. Yes, sir. Uh, I've, I've got a bone to pick. Okay. Our, our
7: legislatures, the people that are supposed to be representing me
1: yeah.
7: in Wyoming, the Equality State, don't want me to be able to vote the way I want. Okay. They want to run like oligarchs and tell me which party I can vote for. And does I have to get in one
1: lane and stay there. Yes. Well, let, let me explain that's it rich. to you this way. Well, hang on. I'll explain it to you this way. The way our system is set up in this mm-hmm. republic, and we are a republic. America is, and so is Wyoming. We have, first off, the primary. And that's where each party chooses their candidates to go to the general election. So when it comes to the primary you vote in the party that you're in. What the other party is doing is none of your business. In the general election, you can vote wherever you want for.
8: And uh, they want to pass a law that I have to follow the party line.
1: Yes, is that correct. That's basically it. if you're if you're a Republican in the primary, you vote Republican. In the, and if you're a Democrat, you, you vote Democrat, okay? That's each party well, selecting their public candidate public for the... No, wait a no, 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 In Each party is selecting their candidate for the general election. Don't meddle in some other parties. Which party are you a member of?
7: I
4: refuse to...
7: Okay. Align well, myself well, just for the heck of it, we'll party. say
1: you're a member of the Renovian party. There, I made up a party. So then you select your candidate for the Renovian party to go to the general election. Okay. The primary is not the general election. The primary is for each party to select their candidates. Don't meddle in the other party's affairs. Okay?
7: No, I don't understand why they want to, the
1: oligarchs want to... Well, they're not oligarchs, and I just explained it to you. Jim, I just explained it to you. Let's Wake Up Wyoming.
0: Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods from K2 Radio. Join the conversation at 888-97-WOODS.
1: 29 is the time. It's Wake Up, Wyoming. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino waiting by. Uh, Frank, I would already told everybody about this, but I got to say it again just because we have to bring you in on this. Okay. There's a guy here. I see a picture of him, and he has this grin on his face, and the expression is he is just so proud and pleased with himself. What what did he he do? Even though it's his mugshot. Okay. He is so proud. He was caught. After cutting off 37 man buns in one day.
5: Okay, there's two ways to look at this. Yes. Man, man, buns probably can go away. Yes, right. Two. How did anybody <laughs> cut somebody's hair without permission and not get punched in the face? I uh, probably because multiple ran times up. punched in the yes, face. Yes,
1: he probably ran up, cut, and ran real fast. And he the guy didn't. Quick.
5: Somebody didn't chase him.
1: Yeah, well, he probably that's why he's under arrest. Well, he had probably had a pair of. But scissors, I like didn't? though with this, you got to see the expression on his face. Uh, he just is so proud of himself, and he said to the police, "quote." ...was doing the Lord's work. Oh, okay. (laughs) So... The barber of the Lord. At that point, being punched in the face and being arrested... In his mind, anyway, seems Ooh. to be totally worth it.
5: Yeah, so then he, he can just you know go to confession and say, you know, what, I'm sorry. He'll about be that.
1: bragging about this yeah. for the rest of his life.
5: Yeah, all righty. Women's college basketball: the Wyoming cowgirls will be on the road New Mexico tonight in Albuquerque. The cowgirls are 10 and four in Mountain West play and 17 and eight overall. The Lobos are seven and six in the league, 15 and 11 overall. Cowgirl player Malina Peterson was named the Mountain West Freshman of the Week for the fourth time this season. So it's a 7 p.m. tip off tonight from the Pit in Albuquerque in. In JUCO basketball: The Casper College women, rated 16th in the country, crushed Central Wyoming last night at the Erickson Gym, 100. To 25. Yes, 100 to 25. Just an awful performance by CWC, who shot 16% from the field in the game. Jaws and I go, the Douglas native, at 18 points. The T Birds improved the 24 and 3. Casper College men beat Central Wyoming last night, 85 to 70 to get to 21 and 5. They were led in scoring by Jamison Epps with 21 points and 13 rebounds. The LCCC men out of Cheyenne up their record to 14 and 10 with an 80 to 76 win over Western Wyoming at Rock Springs last night. Tristan Sparks led the Golden Eagles with 25. The L Trip women posted a 59. 54 win over Western Wyoming as Monique Marsitek-Votang had 14 points for the Golden Eagles. LCCC, both the men and the women, will be at Casper College on Saturday. Boys High School Swimming, the 3A Championships, will start later today in Gillette with the preliminary round. Lander once again will be the favorite. They're looking for their 27th consecutive state title. Yes, they've won 26 in a row, and that's the second longest state championship, state championship streak in Boys High School Swimming. 3A Finals will be tomorrow, then the 4A Prelims will follow. Laramie has won the last five Chase state championships, and the 4A Finals will be Saturday morning at the Campbell County Aquatic Center. High School Indoor Track, the big Simplock games, in Pocatello is on for today tomorrow and Saturday. This is the first time they've had the meet since 2020. There'll be over 2,000 athletes from 19 states competing, including 25 schools from Wyoming, including both of the Casper schools, Cheyenne East, Cheyenne Central, and Lambry. That starts today at, the, at Idaho State University and runs through Saturday. High school wrestling, those regional tournaments will start tomorrow. The 4A West will be in Jackson, the 3A East at Cheyenne South, the 3A East in Douglas, the 3A West in Evanston, the 2A East will be in Southeast in Yoder, and the 2A West in Cokeville. The state wrestling tournament starts on Thursday at the Ford Center and Casper. That's it in
1: sports. I also have, along with that guy that was arrested for cutting off the man buns here, a very unusual looking couple. They're uh, disturbing is what I'll say. Oh. They were caught living in, now it says they were homeless, but they had a home. Just not where they were supposed to. Walmart, back, way back, and apparently they have an area that is being referred to as an attic, but it's really just storage way up high, right? In the ceiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were living up there with everything they needed. Coffee pot, <laughs> well, yeah. big screen television, <laughs> mattresses. They, I mean, they just went and took anything from Walmart that they needed. And, and just, just hauled it up the stairs. Built themselves an apartment up there. I wonder how long, it doesn't say, oh, how long were they up there before they were caught is what yeah. I want to know. I mean, you're being evicted, but then again, you got to pay your bill, yeah. right? But you got to admit, now they were thinking, trying to get out of a tough situation. Well yeah. yeah I mean, and, right. and they have groceries now at Everything, Walmart, too. Food, uh, you know, never have to go to the laundromat. There's fresh yeah, clothes every yeah, day. Yeah, every day, yeah. All right, thank you, friends. Mm-hmm. Coming up on some clever, anyway. Local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that and then your weather forecast. So wake up Wyoming.